The Collaborating Conversation podcast is for avid book readers, book lovers, and authors. Listen to this podcast as we talk more about the art of writing, stories behind books, and the hands that created them. So stay tuned and enjoy our show. Welcome to the Collaborating Conversations podcast. Today's episode is the fall of galactic civilizations and sci-fi. Today's going to be an interesting topic. We're talking about fall of galactic civilizations and sci-fi. So I think there's a lot of interesting examples uh, in the sci-fi world. And maybe just to, to, to kind of set context. So when we think about the fall of galactic civilizations, there's this concept in sci-fi where you have like these ancient species or, you know, these galaxy spanning empires that at some point fell in the past and then maybe the new book or the 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 narrative picks up you know when the you know the the current characters are living in this you know this remnant of the or living in a society that's based on remnant technology you know thinking of like uh you know um things like the expanse with the ring builders and uh things of like um uh the um i think it's the forerunner series i can't remember i'm actually trying to look it up right now i believe that was where skippy was the super artificial intelligent ai who can't connect back to the network yeah expeditionary force yes that's what it was yeah and there's also um uh mass effect so like the whole premise of mass effect is just like the the um you know there's this technology the the ring gates you know not to spoil anything but you know it's like we're not ring gates but the um the Mass Effect relays, you know, it's like technology left over from this ancient civilization that all the species use to get connected in the galaxy. Um, so it's like, a, you know, it's a com- it's a pervasive theme in sci-fi where you just have super advanced species, you know, that dominates for a long time. And then all of a sudden they're just gone. Um so, well, it's, a, it's, a, so if you think about it, it's an easy trope to kind of give your give your world world building easy access to, you know, they call it ancient technology right now. According to us in today's time, most of our science fiction, the ancient technology is like hyper surpasses our own. And I think that's an interesting world building um, way of one building a mystery around it. Right. There's also the um, I'm thinking Stargate, the Atlantis and then Atlantis, the Lost Empire. Now that's the Disney. There's the Disney movie, but Atlantis has that kind of mythical thing of. Yeah, Atlantis. Oh, but we should definitely do warning. This episode contains spoilers to insert list of podcast of massive science fiction shows. I think one one of the one of the most interesting um, ancient species ones, at least that comes to the top of my head right now is just because it's more recent is the expanse. Cause it's like, if you think about the ring builders, you know, they're the perfect example of this super advanced species that created this far advanced technology um, that, you know, we as humanity just kind of discover that almost wipes us out. And then that, you know, we're able to eventually start figuring out how to harness and use as our own and it just completely changes like humanity and you know their ability to to go beyond our solar system right like it's um well and the way that like the way the expanse does it is such an interesting way right because now we don't know all the theories of the the ring worlders or the people who originally built it right but we know that their goal was to harvest biological sources to make or to build access to the network, right? That's their node in our 
universe. That's how the protomolecule was sent into space. But it's interesting how it wasn't discovered. And then once it was, you know, it activated in the whole first book and how was it the first book that the yeah, because the first book was how which which station was hit? Julie Mao. Yeah, it becomes the uh, conduit for the protomolecule. Yeah. yeah. Well, but which station was hit? Right. Because it needed all the biomass. Um, series. Series station. Was it right. series? Series station. That sounds about right. Uh, and well, yeah, it started with remember the cant, and then series, and then it escalated. But it's it's a fascinating way. So Ganymede. Sorry, it was Gan. Oh, no, no, not, was it Ganymede? I don't think it was Ganymede. Wasn't Ganymede the one where they were doing the 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 food? Yeah, Ganymede was where the food was being made. That's where the daughter and everything is. Yeah, Max, have you read The Expanse or watched it? No, I have not. <sighs> you need to read so that. until college, everything that I've read or watched was because I had to. <laughs> so I'm fairly uh, I'm fairly new. I guess I would be considered a I don't want to I don't know, it's a balance. To some people I'm a nerd, other people not so much, right? It just depends on who I'm with and who I'm talking to. Well, you are in the sense of you do technical work, right? Like your area of expertise is extremely technical, right? Yeah. But I guess I guess I was focused more on the in the context of like sci-fi. Like I know a bit about Atlantis cuz I just think it's interesting. I've watched at least like seven documentaries about it. I'm being into like, actually, that's not sci-fi. Never mind. I was going to say planes disappearing. Never mind. That's, that's how science fiction theories come about, right? <laughs> um, that's so. This isn't a galactic fall, but the um, it's Ag Riddle. Was it the panda? No, what was it? Um, shoot, dang it! Like the Bermuda Triangle, for example. Yeah. Like, would that count as sci-fi? I mean, it's it is an area where things happen, but I would say there's a lot of scientific theories more so than reality. But there's also a lot of books. It doesn't necessarily lead to, you know, Pandora's box or galactic fall or having a pre-built. But I definitely think it's science fiction. Yeah, but it, it kind of built on that Atlantis thing. So there was this um, Stargate series uh, mm-hmm. called Stargate Atlantis. And it was interesting because they the took the the the, uh, the take they had on it was um they created, um, you know, so there's the the ancients, which were basically ancient humans that transcended the need for a human body. So they basically became energy beings, um, but they had created far advanced technology. And they had, uh, Atlantis had actually been this ancient city that had been built um, to float in the water. Um, and uh, it was actually... Um, I think either they moved Atlantis or I think they moved Atlantis. I think it used to be in the in on Earth, but they moved it to uh, another solar system or was always in this other solar system on this other on this water planet. I forget how it got there, but it was all it was this. Wasn't it it actually its own ship? And then they just kind of left it there on the water planet. Yeah, I think it was a ship. So it was able to move, but they they left it on the water planet. Um, but it was like a city, like a city ship. And uh, it was interesting because, um, you know, it kind of speaks to this, you know, as galactic civilizations progress, you know, become more and more advanced until eventually, like they reach some threshold at which they transcend the need for, you know, technology, all the common things that we would expect or need. And they just become like some higher state of consciousness, some some energy being or or something that just they they no longer need any of the technology that they've created and they just leave it. And, it, and it's interesting because it's, um, you know, that's exactly what happened to the ancients and Stargate, you know, and it led to like Atlantis being, you know, a, a city that just kind of sat there for thousands of years. Um, and then I think they talk about it in, uh, in like expeditionary force with the um 
you know, with the people who created Skippy, the super advanced AI, you know, where they had all this advanced technology and they just, you know, I, I'm not far in the series, but you might know more, but they create, you know, eventually at some point they know, you know, are, are they still around or do they, um, I think, or did they transcend or whatever? So that's one thing I don't like about the Expedition Force of One. It's 14 books. I believe I'm only seven books. That's kind of one of the triggers they use to continue to expand the story is you don't actually know what happened. So I think I stopped around book seven, mostly because as we all know, I ran out of credits, not just with Dolly 2 access, but with Audible credits. Um, And due to lack of employment, I decided not to spend any more money on audiobooks. And it's an Audible only exclusive. But that's the one thing I don't like is it's kind of a trope to kind of get you to continue to listen as you're trying to solve that problem. So we don't know exactly what happened. I think eventually he does get some access, but it messes with him and you don't really it's just a way to continue the story so it's kind of the MacGuffin or the mystery box i don't know if yeah. you guys are familiar with jj abrams just the mystery box um it's yeah. his way of telling stories. So yes, it is definitely, but it is an interesting facet of the story of, oh, there's this whole mystery. One, how do you put Skippy or an artificial intelligence in its own quantum space and have so much computing power? Um, I love it in the first book. This isn't too massive spoiler where he's like, oh, I need to charge soon. I only have 750 years left. And the rest of us are like, uh, that's three, five, five times my lifetime. Can, um, can you, yeah. uh, you're going to be fine. <laughs> um, But to what Emmanuel was saying, I definitely think it's very interesting how there's kind of, in a way, us humans want to outlast or kind of leave the plane, right? That's kind of the Buddhist mindset is to find, is it Nirvana? Is that Buddhism or am I confusing that with something else? Yeah, that's, that's Buddhism. I believe find, uh, transcend, become, reach Nirvana or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think it's fine. I think it's very interesting that from a historical standpoint, uh um, there's some like desire for humans to kind of leave our plane of existence. However, I think it's very interesting and fascinating from a storytelling point to kind of have that, oh, this ancient society, you know, because we don't, we know parts of our history, but we don't know the full history. And then like, oh, our ancestors did all this amazing stuff, but then how did we lose everything, right? Because that's one of the, I think that's one of the fascinating things about history is have we actually lost any technology or anything due to kind of like, oh, we don't need that anymore, right? Um, I was thinking of the Bobaverse. If you wanted to keep data with you or you had a storage unit, how much storage media, not the storage media changes, but the connection ports change, right? So in each of our lifetimes we've gone from usb to or we've gone not even that we've gone from floppy to cd to usb to usb usb micro mini all this different stuff to usb c and if you don't have the right equipment you can't back up data from you know a floppy disk anymore that's becoming harder and harder or even heck the last vcr was made you know like 10 years ago or something or a few years ago so this is kind of off topic but I think it's interesting. Do we see ourselves losing access to old technology that could be meaningful to the future or something that we might need? Because, right, that's kind of how these stories start. Like they do something and then all their technology is is um, kind of lost. I, I think, Emmanuel, you kind of do that in your book, too, right? There's there's some ancient technology or was it ancient technology? I forget exactly how um, the first baddie opens everything to the Nesmic plane, but he's trying to find like some old society stuff, right? Yeah. So the, the book starts off. So the big bad Sagarin in the first book is trapped in this um this special prison created um by these these people who didn't have access to like the magic of the universe or the nesmic energy and so they had to come up with some way to trap sovereign because they couldn't defeat it uh and so they imprison it in this 
this this ingenious prison essentially that was feeding off of its own energy so it cut off it cut off its connection to the inesmic plane and then was fueled by its own inesmic energy so it, it couldn't use inesmic energy to break out of it was essentially what it was um and so you know they accidentally unlock it you know when this like mining crew is um you know digging on this planet and they discover you know this this orb this you know dark orb just you know in in the in the digging site around this complex ancient ruin um you know and it's you know this whole ruin had essentially they don't know the reason for it but in the story that that whole ruins existence had been to create this orb prison that and and that locked in sovereign and the only reason it got out was because you know all this advanced technology in that day that you know generated wireless power and other things you know in a way you know that was different from you know how that ancient civilization you know would have done things you know sagarin is able to get access to those uh those wireless generators that are around it you know at the dig site and use that energy which isn't an ezic energy but is another form of energy to break out of its prison Looking for an exciting space adventure book, a romantic young adult story, and a fantastic sci-fi read? Get The Fondra by award-winning author Emmanuel M. Ariaga today and prepare to feed your imagination with never-ending thrill ride. Uh, and so it was... It was an interesting thing because it's kind of playing with, you know, you know, how, how they did things, you know, 500,000 years ago and how they did things in the quote unquote present day of the founder universe were different enough that it was able to disrupt, you know, this ingenious prison that they created for Sagarin. Well, um, and that's, you kind of see a similar thing with like in the expeditionary force thing, right? Um, all the other aliens are trying to find the artifacts and Skippy's like, no, nah, this is useless junk. <laughs> right. And it's very interesting how you don't know what you have because you don't understand the technology. Yeah, it was interesting. Something kind of going back to Foundra for a second. Um, shameless plug. Uh, I just got notification that it won the award for a uh, um, fantasy novel for first place for fantasy on Top Shelf Book Award. I just found out that today, actually. Party like a rock star. Congratulations. We're doing a press release. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Can we answer that? Yeah, so I just found out about that. I got the email this morning, actually. So that's pretty cool. That's It's going to be announced tomorrow. Sweet. So don't tell anybody until tomorrow. <laughs> well, thankfully, but, it takes us but, uh, out of these episodes. Yeah, first first place for for fantasy, um, which is interesting. Uh, um, golf clap uh, sound effect and like the John Cena. Dun, 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 Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> my time is now <laughs> <laughs> but uh but when i when i created like because because founder deals with a lot of progression of time right and so you had sagarin in his first destruction of the galaxy that happened five hundred thousand years past um and one of the things that i was intentional that i wanted to do was you know with that massive progress of time there's not much talk or or, or understanding of those past galactic civilizations outside of ruins and the reason the reason you know you know so like you know 
so the that that one specific piece about the mining, you know, the the only reason to discover that ruin on the planet was because uh, you know, uh a mining company wanted to crack the planet basically to get its resources, you know, because they you know, they drill on desolate planets, right? And that planet was desolate, like no one lived there, but it wasn't desolate, you know, 500,000 years ago, right? Like it had been a flourishing, you know, uh empire, you know, a, a nation of, you know, a species of people, but it had been wiped out by Sagarin and so like you can see like in the progress of time, like there was nothing there. It was just a barren husk of a world. Um, and, you know, it, I, I didn't want to spend too much time on, like, I didn't want to go down the trope of like having like ancient civilizations, you know, that, you know, they relied on technology because in the founder universe, they're very technologically, technologically advanced in that, in the present day. Uh, and, and, but I did want to talk about, you know, the species of the past in some way, and mainly around the vein of like the devastation, like they got that, that, you know, those, all those species, all those galactic empires 500,000 years ago, no longer exists because they were so damaged and devastated by Sagarin that they weren't able to survive, right? So even though they beat Sagarin, and even though they won in the end, Sagarin had done so much damage to the galactic economy, to the, all the different species, had wiped out so many homeworlds um, that even though there were species that survived, they weren't able to ultimately survive to present day because of the damage that was done. And so I think that's, you know, it kind of speaks to that, you know, you know, some some apocalypse event, right? Where it's just like some, some catalyst, something happened. Happens. And I think we see this in every, you know, every instance of sci-fi where it talks about this, some apocalypse event that, that wipes out, you know, that ancient civilization, that ancient thing so long ago, um, where everyone's just trying to figure out like, oh, if they were so advanced, if they were so great, why are they no longer here? Well, and that brings up an interesting question, right? Because at least right now in our current human society, we are kind of wondering, are we going to blow ourselves up, right? I mean, that's also another trope in science fiction of, oh, uh, after society gets to a certain technological point, they they blow themselves up, right? They <clears throat> they can't handle, you know, the conflict within internal conflict within their own races. That's very common in science fiction that different, um, trying to figure out the direction I want to head here different you know planets and different stuff that's that's one of the things that some people are questioning oh we haven't seen life or haven't example is it do we get to a certain technical point and just kind of nuke ourselves out of existence or is there a you know something because i think that's one of those one i think the apocalypse genre which um can be kind of would this just be the galactic uh, apocalypse is that kind of yeah an untestified name for this like galactic fall of civilization is is very interesting because in the low level everyone likes a lot of the people who like the zombie apocalypse like it because they like the idea of trying to survive and problem solving and you know using ingenuity and wit to solve problems the global or a uh, galactic apocalypse is more of a you typically used as like a warning right like i'm not sure how you decide to design your story around that but it's usually like oh don't let yourself become too reliant on technology or something uh because it might dumb you down or stuff like that it, depending on the trope or depending on what message they want to send sometimes a message is also included it's definitely very interesting to see how different authors and different writers and different shows use the galactic or some type of galactic apocalypse or some type of galactic tragedy to move forward the story and also use it for that investigation right because you need that as we mentioned earlier uh that mystery box box mystery box aspect well, it was, it was interesting, and Max, feel free to jump in if you have thoughts. Um, but it was interesting in the expanse, you know, because like the ring builders were killed by the ring, um, the ring creep, the ring, um, what do they call them? The um, 
the ring space monsters or the um is that the ones that are super um doped up by the protocol molecule or something no they're they're the um the uh oh, i forget the name they, they they refer to them as someone the the creatures that kill in the ring space oh which i don't remember this at all so there's so the so whenever ring space whenever um whenever ring builder technology is used it 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 infuriates the um um the ring uh the ring ghosts or i think they call them the ring ghosts or something like that um was this but, uh, after the 50 year jump huh when did they find this out did they find this out before or after the 50 year jump uh so i mean they 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 understand that something is triggering the uh the destruction of ships when they go through the ring gate oh, right right but in the book when they that, defeat right? um mark when they defeat uh what's his name uh marcus right or yeah marcos naros yeah. naros uh, and they and, and um marcus. they use that to defeat him and, and destroy his ships right so they know they know that something's happening it it does occur later like they they start to understand more about, about more about those creatures okay and uh, those creatures. so that's that must have been was there a new book I mean, the series is over. All the books are out now. Oh, really? Yeah, the last book was, uh, I have it on my shelf right now. It's uh, Leviathan Falls. So Tiamat's Wrath and Leviathan Falls. All right, I'll have to check my Audible. I probably will be buying, uh, I so I signed up for three months free credits, and I'll probably be signing using that for Expanse and maybe more Skippy books. <laughs> yeah, I got that email too. They want me back. Uh, they said, were you getting- they said can't, we can't do it without you. <laughs> well, so as a Prime member, you also get three months free. So Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm telling you the email I got, because I used to have Audible, and I don't anymore. Well, I don't have an active subscription. And they sent me an email saying that they were faltering, and you know they needed me back to be able to survive. Oh, I didn't get that email. Well, they need you specifically. To, to each his own, I guess. The quarterly profits hang on you and you alone. You got to I mean, spend more max. The amount of yeah. books I bought, I mean, I went ham on Skippy, on the, ex, ex, what's it called? Uh, the Expeditionary Force. Expeditionary Force, yeah. Words are hard. I went ham. I bought all almost half the series in like a week. Um, something that's interesting though, like the, 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 the uh, ring ghosts, we'll call them that for now, but they, they wipe out, they're the ones who killed the ring, the ring, um, the ring builders. Well, cause and it so it's a virus, right? Huh? Wasn't it like some type of virus that hit the ring worlders or something or the builders? Uh, I don't, I won't spoil it for you cause it's a major spoiler, but they, right. they basically, they basically just shut off the entire species. Oh, uh, yeah. The power will do that. Yeah, and then they do it in a very ingenious way. They and, and and what's interesting is when humanity when humanity starts to uh like starts to mess around with their technology, they try to do it to humanity, but humanity is different than the um the ring space uh um uh, than than the ring builders, and so the the ring ghosts basically try to figure out how to shut off all the humans across the galaxy, right? Because that's how they work, and and they're and they experiment, right? Like, and so you see in different phases, like they will they will like like everyone blanks out for like 30 seconds like in an entire solar system and uh and it's interesting because they uh you know in the series you know they're trying to basically shut off all the humans and uh and and they actually succeed they actually wipe out one of the entire um one of the entire gates all the humans in this one through this one gate they actually figure out how to turn it off turn, turn off all the human so the humans technically lose but the ring but they still but the ring ghosts still see human activity uh uh um 
you know, going going in and out of the gate and across other uh, other areas. So they don't realize that they actually have unlocked how to kill all the humans. Mm. And it's actually a defining moment in the book because it's just like, oh, snap, like they they've actually won. Like they turned out they figure out how to how to just shut off all of humanity. But they didn't realize because humanity is so different in when compared with the ring builders, because they're, you know, they're not a collected connected consciousness. Right. Like they, you know, like and so, you know, and so because of that, you know, they don't realize that they've won. And so they're still trying to figure out how to kill all humanity. But it's but it's a very interesting thing. Right. And it kind of speaks to that point of like you don't know you know it's like you know uh how one species loses or or gets wiped out you know how does that affect like the subsequent species right and we know from mass effect for example like you know oh it's the reavers right like they are you know they come and wipe out all of galactic civilization that you know set times like was every ten thousand years or something like that right and so it's like you know you know it's it's like that that's the that's the apocalyptic event for the galaxy right like you know uh and so it's and and, it, and, and it's interesting you know because a lot of science fiction i was like once you figure out how it happened then it's trying to figure out how to have it not happen to you and that becomes like the driving narrative in the books like we saw that in in, in, the, in the games and stuff so we saw that mass effect we see that in the expanse you know um <laughs> Uh, I, say I never played mass i played mass effect here or there but i never really learned the entire story oh it's such a great game i've heard good it things about it it's just, i was not a fan of the gameplay it, Why not? it just didn't it was so it's it's this weird rpg like turn-based stuff but not really um forget exact because it's a bethesda game right and they had the same thing that yeah has, it's the same mechanism that's used in fallout the targeting system and it just i don't know it just never really worked for me and i never really got that far i've heard the story is amazing though yeah, I think Mass Effect's one of those games where you just keep playing it for the story. Like the combat system's okay, but the story is really what drives it. Um, but I'm, you know, it's like an old school RPG gamer, right? So like, you know, play through games that have great story that have horrible gameplay <laughs> just to play the story, right? Like that was my childhood, right? And so it's like, <laughs> you know, so like for me, for Mass Effect, it wasn't too uncommon. Nowadays, like it's hard for, I'd rather just watch the, the video movie okay. and play so, through like the game but uh one second so there's like so book nine is leviathan falls and then there's book memories legion is that a different story or something i think those are like the side stories because okay. he there's there's only nine core books but he has a whole ton of like novellas or like side five, books that yeah. like go into more detail I, I haven't gotten into the novellas to be honest so this is a tangent of why i don't like audible is they want you to spend a credit on a two and a half hour book like one of these 9.5 books like no no yeah this doesn't work well i didn't realize that was the last book so i'm definitely going to buy that with my uh my one remaining credit yeah it's very interesting uh, uh last book uh it gives closure but it's like you know I, I think uh, it gives closure. Like, I, I would say, like, it's a good end to the series. Thank you for listening. Check out our podcast on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcasts if you enjoy the show. For more books and inspiring stories from today's authors, please subscribe to our podcast. 